0: It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's me, Joey P Joe P And today we're going to take a hard look at the NFL season, the awards, the futures, everything in between with my good friend from SportsGrid, the one, the only host of Pro Football today, Mike Blewett. Mike, welcome to the show. It's great to have you back again, my friend.
1: Yeah, buddy. Uh, I'm excited to be here with you. It feels like uh, just slipping right back into a a nice, comfortable, cozy chair. You and I uh, have done this many times together. Uh, I'm disappointed that we don't get to do it actually side by side, but... Uh, such as life these days. And I'm excited to talk about some of the things that you have lined up for us.
0: I'm just happy to talk to adults most time. You know, I've been here (laughs) with my kids for a year and a half in the house, basically, for the most part. They're going back to school. I know yours are back to school, but it's just nice to talk to an adult. And again, I use that term adult lightly when I refer to you and myself, clearly. But uh, that's why we're friends. And that's (laughs) why we're here. And we've got a great show for you today. Uh, We're going to be looking at some of the, again, the awards for NFL season, who we like, the long shots, the favorites. We're going to talk Super Bowl. We're going to talk a lot of other things here, but I just want to remind everybody, if you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the Betting Pros podcast. You can follow us on the Twitter machine as well at NFL Betting Pros. And also don't forget to look at bettingpros.com where all the consensus odds live. Every single betting house in one spot, you can look at the odds, see the consensus, see the things you like and then find the best odds click on it and it takes you right there to make your wager what's better than that I don't know I'm not even gonna ask the question anymore so Mike Blewett let's start and have some fun with the quarterbacks and let's start with most regular season passing yards this year Patrick Mahomes at the top of that board plus 300 Dak Prescott at plus 500 despite the injury who is a player that I really think could hit that mark this year Josh Allen at plus 850 then you got some of the longer shots Tom Brady at 950 Justin Herbert at plus 1200 and Matt Ryan at plus 13. Now there's a certain amount of need right when you're looking at this in terms of the passing yards because you need the mm-hmm. the defense to kind of be bad yep. you need to be them in situations where they're still going to be aggressive late in games and that's my concern with Mahomes at the top. I'm looking at this, Mike, and I look at Dak Prescott. I kind of look at Tom Brady, too, because, you know, Tom Brady's not happy unless he's breaking crazy records and doing things. So what does the board look like to you? Because Dak, to me, has that best shot to throw for 5,000 yards, but maybe we shouldn't discount Brady or maybe even a Josh Allen, too.
1: Yeah, I I think those are all fair, and I think your concerns are rooted in real – actual experience having tracked this before right we're it's rare that we're going to see Pat Mahomes is a unique quarterback we all know that and he could obviously put up crazy numbers but we're also talking about a team that you and I probably both expect and the betting market expects are going to win a ton of games so they're going to be winning most of their games they don't have to be throwing in the fourth quarter at every moment. Now granted Andy Reid might let him still throw, he trusts him to throw for first downs to ice games, but is he really going to be pushing hard every single game? I'm not entirely sure. The fact that he's the betting favorite, some might see some value at 3 to 1, but I I would suspect that at some point Pat Mahomes could lose the lead on passing yards and get even better odds at some point down the road. I think you're right to look at Dak. I think Dan Quinn coming isn't coming in as defensive coordinator is amongst the most, if not the most important coaching change, despite the fact that he's no longer a head coach in the entire league. Can he really get Dallas's defense mm. to play to a better level than they were last year? Now, while we can't predict injuries, I do have trepidation about players that are actively injured, and <laughs> Dak is right now. So I have some concerns about that. The team does line up for him to put up a lot of yards I think Tom. Br- I think the Bucs are going to absolutely smash their division and win a ton of games. So again, while Brady put up, I think even better numbers than people remember last year. I don't know that I would have him in the lead for passing yards. You can put up big numbers, even win an MVP, but most passing yards, I don't like it. I, I got to be honest. I think you're you're the guy. You and I have talked about this offline. Josh Allen is your guy this year. Mm-hmm. He's the offense. It's really interesting. But I happened to talk about this just recently on Sports Grid, I, And I know I'm a homer and people are going to say, well, you went to BC and that's why you're talking about Matt Ryan and there's this whole connection. And I get it. I'm a homer for Matt Ryan. But that defense is going to be terrible. And right. I think Arthur Smith is a really good offensive coordinator. I Matt Ryan has led the league or been right near the top of the league in the past in passing yards. So at 13-1, to 1, I have to be honest, it's pretty compelling to me for Matt Ryan, considering how bad I expect their defense to be.
0: I think it's a great argument. I mean, that defense is perennially awful. They never tackle in the secondary. And they've got a fun new weapon there in Kyle Pitts, who is going to be a, a really matchup disaster for opposing defenses for sure. I think Ryan is actually a wonderful uh, long shot one. I'm kind of with you about Mahomes. I just, we all think they're going to win a lot of games, the Chiefs. It's just how competitive are those fourth quarters going to be? And I, I can't imagine very I think it goes back to Dak. Uh, Tom Brady, once again, you you know, I kind of look around, too, and I just wonder, can they force it that much? I know they've got all those great wide receivers. It's very tempting, but maybe you're onto something there with Matt Ryan. I think that's a fascinating later pick for that one. Let's go to regular season passing touchdowns. Different kind of award here. Patrick Mahomes leads this group here with plus 300. Then at 460, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, plus 700. Aaron Rodgers, plus 850. And Josh Allen at 10 to one at plus a thousand. So Rogers is the fascinating one in terms of return on investment there, plus eight fifty, And obviously I think Brady is the other one that kind of comes to mind because Josh Allen, because he runs the ball so much, a lot of rushing touchdowns. I think you kind of knock him down. He's probably in the right spot there, but I don't know if there's anybody else to really challenge on the peripheral. So what do you think of these guys who are the favorites for this one?
1: So only three guys threw for forty touchdowns last year. Aaron Rodgers led the way with forty-eight. Brady and Russ Wilson's tied at forty. Uh, I don't think this is a deep market at all. You and I just talked about Matt Ryan at thirteen to one. You could also look at Joe Burrow at sixteen to one for most passing yards. But realistically, on passing touchdowns, we're talking about efficient offenses, teams that are likely going to win a lot of games. Just like those three teams I mentioned last year did in the Bucks, the Hawks, and the Packers. And I think it's a pretty thin market here. You got Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, and Allen are really the guys that I'm going to look at. Could Dak get in there? Maybe. But they do have a workhorse back who'll get a lot of goal line looks. I think you could say the same for Russell Wilson. As good as their offense might be, there is a penchant for uh, Pete Carroll to want to run the ball. uh, And I just don't know that the Seahawks will be as efficient this year. I think you're looking at Brady, Mahomes, rogers and allen anybody outside of that i'd be surprised while i expect matt ryan to throw for a lot of yards mm-hmm. i don't think the offense will be that efficient i just don't right. see him getting up into the 40 to 45 touchdown range this is really where you need to be now I, I i'm not suggesting 10 guys get 40 touchdowns this year but i i find it to be a pretty thin market these are winning teams that will score a lot and i think it's allen again allen Rodgers, brady and mahomes Take your pick. I think you could probably sprinkle a little bit on all of them if you're uh, more partial to the long shot. I think you go Rodgers to run it back and then Allen.
0: That uh, makes sense to me. All right, let's look at some of the receivers right now. DeAndre Hopkins leads the board here with most regular season receiving yards plus 750. Stefan Diggs right behind him at plus 800. To your point, discussing Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley. Plus 1000. Then you've got Tyreek Hill at plus 12. Travis Kelsey plus 13. I'm just never betting for a tight end for that. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. And then DK Metcalf at plus 13. But to me, I keep coming back to Calvin Ridley because you have the vacated targets of Julio Jones. You have an offense. They're going to have to, like you said, throw the football. So Calvin Ridley seems like a really good investment on this one.
1: Yeah, he was fifth last year, 1,374 yards. Only Jefferson, Hopkins, Kelsey, and Diggs had beaten him. Uh, Your only concern for Ridley would be, well, can he perform in the same way that he has the last couple of years with no Julio there? I would really point to the fact that, yes, I do think he is an alpha wide receiver, a number one wide receiver on ability, and also the volume is going to be extreme. There, There are... Uh, like I said, the, these, this team is going to lose a lot of games. I expect them to be a last place team, Joe, in their division. Mm-hmm. I think the roster is headed in the wrong direction and Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, the GM are building really in, they both got six year contracts. They're both building towards a future that is without Matt Ryan, but for now they'll still try to win games. I don't know that they're going to be bottom of the barrel of the NFL, but with the saints still, uh, throwing punches with a good roster, the Bucks being the class of the division and the Panthers improving, they've got a lot to go. I think Ridley is really interesting there. As far as other guys, I mean, the odds are pretty long in general, right? You don't have anybody that's a short favorite. I think you can take swings at Hopkins and and Diggs to run it back. Diggs was the leader last year. But, um, I mean, Devontae Adams, it's pretty interesting, right? But mm-hmm. with Aaron jo- with Aaron Jones there and a really legitimate, another really legitimate, and the efficiency Pasquetsu. was just
0: off the chart last exactly. year for Rodgers. I think that's very difficult to repeat year after year. Yeah. And, and look now, Devontae Adams might be that guy because he is playing for a contract. Let's not forget, you know, when the money's on the line, the big numbers tend to show up in the NFL. So they might push a little for that too. So I'll give you
1: one. Way. I'll give you one long shot here, uh-huh. and it would require somebody probably to go down but that's why you are taking long shots would be CD Lamb at 26 oh, to C.D. 1. I um I think he's easily going to become the number 1 wide receiver on that team. It's still not talked about as directly hey, I've got as, him as that
0: wide receiver 9
1: in my rankings. So I'm with you. But you know what I'm saying like th- this fantasy offseason people were bu- are bullish on Lamb but I think we need to be more direct about it. He's better than Mari Cooper and Michael yeah, Gallup oh, already. I oh, think absolutely. by a wide margin. So, and he plays
0: in the slot, which means he's going to get a lot more volume. So, I, so I, actually, yeah. I think that's a very astute one. And you know what? Uh, it's just a matter of because the other two guys are there, that's my only concern is because sure. they don't have to filter the ball. I think it's just like this weird hybrid, which is why you see Hopkins and Diggs at the top, right? Yeah. Because those are the two guys and, but Ridley you get the better odds. So maybe you kind of go with Ridley on this one. Let's go to the rushing real quick, Mike, and sure. talk about regular season, rushing yards, Derek Henry, of course, come off the 2000 yard rushing season plus 400 is the favorite Dalvin cook plus 600. So I don't know. Now that Irv Smith is out, maybe Dalvin cook gets used even more. It is, fascinating to see how that kind of affects things Christian McCaffrey a plus six and then my dude Nick Chubb plus 850 Nick Chubb was so good at the second part of last year when he came back from that injury he still finished as why as running back number nine on the year and he only played 12 games and I'm telling you right now I'm looking at Nick Chubb that's double the odds you're getting if you want to put some money on Derrick Henry do it again great I just think that offense is going to be a lot more balanced this season because of having Julio Jones in it and Nick Chubb, everything that they do, Mike, in Cleveland is based off of Nick Chubb. That play action they run, it's Nick Chubb making sure that they establish him and establish that run early. He has been the key to that success and the evolution, if you will, of Baker Mayfield. And I'm looking at Nick Chubb at plus 850, and I just want all the shares.
1: Uh, pretty interesting call. I, I like it. Keep in mind, his 1,067 yards last year only came on 190 carries. To put it in perspective, David Montgomery, three yards more total, and he had 247 carries. So it's your
0: point, he <laughs> was
1: really, really efficient. <laughs> I, I think the only one that was as efficient as him was Aaron Jones. And we know that the Packers offense was sort of off the charts in terms of efficiency. I, I think Chubb is a really interesting target there. It's always easy to look at the favorite and be like, well, of course, Derek Henry is going to. I think you're right. There'll be more balanced. I don't know that Mike Rabel – I don't know that he's going to be as balanced as you and I might want him to be. I think he's still going to put the ball in Derrick Henry's hands a well, lot. Well, Chubb,
0: two years ago, was only yeah. a few yards behind Derrick Henry. Yeah. And I think people forget that. Yeah. And now we're looking at – like, if you're coming off a 2,000-yard season, I think they've got playoff aspirations. I think you want to monitor Henry a little bit. You don't want him going to 2,000. You might not even want him going up to 17. You want him to keep him in that 16 range. And if it stays in the 1,600 range in the 17-game season, Mike – I think that is a very distinct possibility for Nick Chubb to get really close to that number.
1: Uh, I I think I like the call in general because the guys right around that range, Jonathan Taylor behind him, we're already dealing. The Colts are the cursed team this preseason. Tons of injuries at quarterback, at guard, at wide receiver. Uh, They're dealing with a lot. And everybody else, Cook, McCaffrey, uh, Mixon, Antonio Gibson, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, all the other guys at the top of the board. They're great and talented, but we all know that we'd be more likely to bet on them for a total scrimmage yards bet than we would for them to have just straight rushing yards. And we know Nick Chubb's role.
0: All right. This next one here is we shift into awards and MVP. MVP. Uh, kind of ties into some of the quarterback stuff we were already talking about, right? So mm-hmm. it's, of course, the usual suspects. It's typically a quarterback award. Very, very rarely do we get anybody else winning this kind of thing. Patrick Mahomes, plus 500. Then you have Aaron Rodgers at plus 1,000. Tom Brady, plus 1,200. At plus 13, Josh Allen, plus 17, Dak Prescott. And Lamar Jackson, plus 17 as well. So this is all about the narrative you want to write right, Mike? This is about what team you think is going to look really good heading in to the postseason, and certainly these are the quarterbacks that come to everybody's mind. So how do you see this board, and how do you want to, let's say, if you had 100 chips, how would you kind of sprinkle them around here?
1: Yeah, so I think you're right. It's about the narrative. My first narrative that I jump on when I see this board is I really do think the Bucs are going to have a pretty fantastic regular yeah. season. I, I think it's it's akin to those 2003 Patriots who stubbed their toe earlier in the season and then ripped off a ton of wins that carried the momentum into the 2004 season, and they won nearly 20 games in a row, including the playoffs. I see this team a little bit like that, this Bucks team. I think they're going to capitalize on the seven-game win streak to end the season. I think they can carry a ton of wins through the regular season. I think the schedule lines up okay And I think they're going to get in the range of 13, maybe even 14 wins. It's hard to predict that many because so many things can go wrong. But Brady at the helm, potentially having another really efficient season and winning a division and maybe getting the one seed in the NFC, I think people would be dying. To vote for him to be the A formerly AFC MVP and now uh, MVP in the AFC and now moving over to the other conference and winning it again. So Brady would be the another first another
0: notch for his belt, right? That's for right. The, for the utility belt that is uh, that Tom Brady's got with all the other That'd things. That'd be the first
1: place I'd look though, yeah. yeah as far how, as I'm trying to other think how many guys
0: have done that, have won the MVP in two conferences. <sighs> that can't be a, a long number. I gotta I gotta imagine that's sure, because most guys typically are great for a small period of time with that one team, it's very rare you go to another team and win that award. I, yeah. I'd have to go back and check that one, but I mean, I 45 that. years that's, old, is he going to throw for 45 touchdowns and win an MVP, Mike? Cause Payton, that's kind I mean, of Payton what
1: we're looking did, at. Peyton did it with two different teams, but they're obviously the, the Broncos and the Colts yeah. both in the MC. So I, I think that's an interesting narrative that th- people would think it's cool. Now, great play is going to come with it. And a lot of wins. So I think if they're the one seed in the conference show, where else are you going to look? Right. I, you're, it's not Leonard Fournette ripping off 1,500 <laughs> yards. It's not It's not Godwin or Evans or anybody like that. They're not going to steal it from him. So I think he's the first place I go. Yeah, you're, you're a Josh Allen super fan, and I'm with you because if they pulled off a one seed in the AFC, I think that's interesting, right, because he can put up a season. There's a lot of, like, when it comes to these awards, and it, it's a harder thing to bet on. There's a lot of, like, uh, this guy needs to wait his turn or get in line. Right. It's like the Academy Awards. Well, I... And yeah, he was the best performance this year, but uh, let's let him wait and give it to the older actor uh, this time around. It's not, this is no different. And like, ah, let Josh Allen wait his turn. All right. Well, if he throws up 42 touchdowns, like maybe just give it to him because they came in first place. So uh, I think those are a couple of places to go. A longer shot and a guy that I'll probably never stop betting on, at least sprinkling on, is Kyler Murray. Because if the narrative worked out where they won the division in and in probably the most competitive division in football, Kyler is interesting. I suppose you could say the same for Matt Stafford. If they stepped up and, and won uh, the division, that would be pretty interesting. But they'd have to have, in my opinion, a really good season uh, for Matt Stafford to be looking at MVP. That A lot more would have to align, whereas Kyler is seen as the savior for the Cardinals. I'm looking at the list,
0: Mike. I don't see anybody. Cause when, like we said, when you win MVPs, typically it's, it's, you know, a couple back to back or you're within a five year window, but it's always with yeah. the same team. And if it's not with the same team, it's never with the other conference. I'm into the seventies here and I don't see one. So yeah. that is fascinating. Fun narrative. Once again, Tom Brady doing things that we never thought we'd see in the NFL. How about
1: Baker, Joe? How about Baker Mayfield? You could fit a narrative together for him. You could
0: fit a narrative, but I think that roster is so deep and the defense is so good that I don't think he's going to put up enough numbers to do it. Like, I think you're if right. If Nick Chubb has a 2,000-yard, like, like, you could have a 2,000-yard rushing season and Derrick Henry, like, last year, and you could still not get one damn vote. Like, that, they just yeah, don't yeah. care. It is a media award MVP, first and foremost, and the media narrative always ends up playing with the quarterback for some reason. Now, Tannehill would be interesting. Like if all of a sudden Tannehill had this emergent season and the Titans yes. ran rough shot, that would be a fascinating long shot because what a story that would be! That would be. I mean, the guy had forty combined touchdowns last year. You I get that. You know, know that that could be another guy. If you want to you want to throw a dart, there's an interesting dart to it, Ryan Tannehill. So that
1: that row, if you go to Fanduel, you see that Baker, Kyler Murray, Tannehill row. It's pretty interesting. We we are declaring them long shots. It's harder. <laughs> there's a lot to go through, but. The Baker thing would be interesting, but to Joe's point, uh, the numbers would have to be there. So Baker putting up 29 touchdowns isn't going to get it done because somebody will throw for 40.
0: Here's a a really tight one. This is really fun compared to some other years. NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Trevor Lawrence is the top of the board, plus 400, of course. Mac Jones, who is also now starting week one, plus 450. Justin Fields, who's looked great, plus 650. Trey Lance, who's looked great in the preseason, plus 700. Zach Wilson has looked much better than I thought he was going to, plus 700. Oh, wait. And then you got Najee Harris at plus 900, who's going to get a ton of work for the Steelers as a three down back. You got possibly an all-world new tight end who might just break every rookie tight end record in Kyle Pitts at plus 1100. And then the reigning Heisman Trophy winner at 20 to 1. Oh yeah. And there's a guy named Jamar Chase and Trey Sermon and Javante Williams, also a 20 to one Mike, this is an incredible group. And I didn't even mention Jalen Waddle at plus 25.
1: I know that's the first I was going to mention. I was gonna and mention. I love
0: Jalen Waddle. I'm a huge yeah. fan, but it feels like it's going to be one of these quarterbacks. Once again, it always kind of comes back to the quarterbacks, you know, for better or for worse. So where would you want to put the money on this one? Cause this might be the toughest of all.
1: This one is really tough because uh, I'm betting the Jaguars under six and a half. I've already bet the Jaguars under six and a half. So uh, I think they're going to be a losing team, five or six wins on the year. So you're going to throw that to the rookie. Justin Herbert obviously won it last year. He had a fantastic season, and the Chargers weren't very good, but they weren't a last-place team or near a last-place team. That's that's very different. Um, but I could see Trevor Lawrence putting up good numbers. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how his coaches But Can is gonna... you see
0: Trey Lance winning that division with the 49ers? That becomes the question.
1: So that so the the really interesting ones are the two teams that have a chance to be playoff teams or and or win the division. Right. Uh and I think the Niners right now are my call to win the division, but I'm not convinced that Trey Lance plays 10 games. At least okay. not yet. I think he could. Uh obviously he's got a pl- ton of talent, but I think they're sort of comfortable with the Jimmy G, keep Trey on the side. Now he's got a broken finger. So you're dealing with a little bit early in the season that maybe he doesn't get right out there. Uh, But Mac, there's a clear runway right now. Mm -hmm. I think the Pats are going to make – I think the Pats are a playoff team. They'll at least be fighting for it. But I think think all the free agency signings for them are not necessarily indicative of like, wow, look at this foundation we've built for the next five years – but I think they do very much help in the short term, the tight ends, the Judon signings. I think they really help for this year and next. And I think it helps Mac Jones mm-hmm. immediately. So I, I think a couple of interesting ones are. Say Dalton's just terrible a, a couple of weeks in and Fields comes in and he's right, really savior,
0: good. And they even if they get a wild card or just miss the playoffs. That's it, right. It, it, this is and they are getting such great odds right now on all of them. Right. It, you're almost better off just kind of putting, you know, taking the three that you like the most, put some money there and then revisit it six weeks into the season. Yeah. And if my, things are going the right direction for one of them, double down on again, that would be my advice for that particular yeah, award.
1: I agree. And my longer shots here that I like are you mentioned Jalen Waddle, And again, it's it's not unlike C.D. Lamb, where you'd probably need somebody to get banged up where waddle takes a more an even more prominent role you know fuller is not fuller, available Well, don't or, worry Devontae parker.
0: parker and will fuller, <laughs> yeah. i'm sure between the two it's, of them can figure that out
1: Mike. exactly uh, yeah exactly i'm not exactly threading the needle on that one they'll miss time <laughs> at some point uh and the last one is is trey sermon i i really do think that <laughs> that offense shanahan shanahan's offense is predicated on being able to rotate backs with a hot hand and run the ball very efficiently. It's a good offensive line and a great offensive scheme. And I think Sermon's going to be given a chance to be the hot hand early. I don't know. I've got shares of Mostert. I've got shares of Sermon. I'm sort of hedging in terms of seasonal fantasy and best ball. But when we're talking about longer shot, you have to come up with a story to Mm -hmm. tell yourself. And I think Trey Sermon could put up big numbers, even though running backs – are not always the easiest one to get an award, but a rookie of the year award is not out of the question for Trey Sermon.
0: Right, I'm only going to touch on this quickly because defensive yep. rookie of the year, you know, Micah Parsons at the top there, plus 600, Jameen Davis at plus 750, Patrick Sertan, the second, he's out there, as well as uh, Owusu Koromoa, Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay. Mm-hmm. you know, some good names there, but I just think Parsons is by far the favorite here, more than the odds. Because I okay. think he's going to have a national attention on him. He's already looking like the the signal caller too on the defense. And for rookies, you don't get a lot of that. He saw him do it a little bit in the preseason. So to me, that's like a big one that I circle because you're getting great odds on this one now at plus six hundred. So I don't even care about the other guys much, not to take anything away from them. I just feel like Parsons might be this might be one of the better, easier wagers on the board if he stays healthy.
1: Uh, agreed. I think you're not going to get better odds than this. Jalen Smith's career, as you can, I think, as many people have seen during the preseason, he slowed down quite a bit physically, and I think Parsons is going to come in there and just take snaps from everyone. So mm-hmm. I think he, you're right. I don't think you'll get better odds in six to one. I think you could play something there if you wanted somebody down the board. Greg Rousseau with the Bills, if he put Maybe. up a ten sack yeah. season, would be interesting, but he's not currently going to be a starter. And if J.C. Horn picked off a bunch of passes which i think he could do mm-hmm. i think he would be in the mix and that's uh, 20 to 1 and 15 to 1 respectively
0: all right defensive player of the year aaron donald at the top plus 500 miles garrett at plus 600 tj watt plus 750 from your pittsburgh steelers mike mm. uh nick bosa at plus 11 chase young at plus 11 joey bosa at plus at 17 you always know, struggle with the Boses because of the health aaron donald's a beast but the problem is aaron donald's such a beast he gets triple teamed it's very tough for him to rack up the same kind of numbers, so really, it's looking like who can roam free, and that kind of brings me back to two guys. They've done a lot this offseason in Cleveland in terms of adding more guys around Miles Garrett. That is a very deep defense, a very yeah. deep roster, just generally speaking. Yeah. Garrett at plus six hundred is intriguing, and Chase Young at plus eleven. I feel like we are just barely scratching the surface of how good that kid can be, and that is a very good defensive line already. And they've made some other improvements as well on that defense year over year. So, what are your thoughts on this award?
1: I think you hit on two guys uh, right off the bat are good. T.J. Watt, I don't know that he can have a better season than he had last year. I actually thought he was deserving of the award a year ago. It's hard to fight against how dominant Aaron Donald is, but T.J. Watt put up monster numbers. If he ran it back, I think people would look at him. But you're right on Garrett. I think you you summarized it well that you got a a great team around him. It's a really strong roster top to bottom. I think people are still... Uh, acknowledging it, but what Kevin Stefanski did and who continues to do, along with Andrew Berry, have really uh, improved this roster a lot. Uh, I'm with you. The first guy I thought of was Chase Young because now no team in that NFC East has repeated Mm. since 2005. Can Washington be the team to do it? I think you always want to look for this award, Joe, with a team that's on a slightly upward trajectory. It doesn't have to be an overall and if Washington comes back and say has a winning season and wins the division again, who's going to be at the center of attention? It's not going to be Fitz throwing for five thousand yards. It's going to be Antonio Gibson having a good year and Terry McLaurin having a good year. But whoa, look at Chase Young—he had fifteen sacks. It'll be something like that. I do give a uh, I do give a, a slight shout out to Joey Bosa as well because I am personally bullish on the Chargers. I think they go over their number this year. Oh, wow. I'll give a a little bonus pick here. You can go on FanDuel and find a way to bet teams specifically to be an AFC wildcard team. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Chargers have a chance in hell to win the division, (laughs) but I do think that they will be a playoff team. So you can get the Chargers at really good wildcard odds now, as opposed to just betting them to make the playoffs or uh, betting them to win the division, which I don't think will happen. So... Uh, Bosa can uh, tag on to that narrative, Joe, and uh, potentially be the defensive player of the year. Some big names in this next one, Mike. NFL comeback player of the year.
0: We don't usually get names quite this big. I mean, these are about as big as it gets. Dak Prescott plus 200, Joe Burrow plus 700, Christian McCaffrey plus 700, Saquon Barkley plus 850. I can't make a case for anybody past that. So. Uh, if it's Dak
1: Laurent DuVernay, Tardif, man, uh, any bad word I've ever said about the NFL voters, uh, I'll throw it away. Because if they vote for a guard as comeback player of the year, then happening. God it's bless
0: them. God, you know what? It'd be great. It's never happening. The fact I'm that sure. it's, it's, it's 10 to 1 is kind of absurd to me. Like, yeah. how is that not 25? Yeah. But anyway, I mean, look, Dak Prescott certainly is the favorite for a reason, but... If Saquon Barkley does have a transcendent rebound season, can he push here at plus 850? And I guess the same could be said of McCaffrey, too. I mean, these are two guys that are arguably the one and two running backs in the league in terms of talent. And you're getting 7-1 and plus 850 on these guys.
1: The problem with Burrow and Barkley is that those teams are going to stink. <laughs> it <laughs> well, is it is an
0: individual award. It is called Player of the Year. So I
1: get it. So and but you're right. It's stiff competition, big names. The problem with Dak is I just wonder if you wait on Dak a little bit and maybe he doesn't have the best September and you get slightly better odds. He is the betting favorite at only two to one. I think my lean here is McCaffrey. I I, I think the I think the Panthers are going to be solid. Mm-hmm. I think he can bounce back in a big way. And it's not me doubting Saquon. I just think the Giants are still going to have problems blocking for him. I think he can wear down during the season again because they're not getting it done for him. The Panthers' offensive line isn't the best one out there, but at least they fortified it in some way. Uh, So I'm going to lean McCaffrey there, but really stiff competition. Even when you go down the list a little bit, Sam Darnold, his quarterback, and Jimmy Garoppolo, another quarterback of a potentially first-place team, those are – those are pretty interesting. I wouldn't bet on them, but they're interesting choices. And even got Von Miller down there at 23 to one. Sam
0: Darnold should get an award just for surviving Adam Gase. Can we just give him an award
1: for that, please? Yeah. I guess, the
0: re- I guess the reward is playing in. It'd be the Ryan
1: Tannehill award for. surviving oh, There Adam it Gase.
0: is. Oh, I survived Adam Gase. It's going to be oh. a whole memoir. The two of them, right together. NFL coach of the year. Brandon Staley at the top plus 1300 Brian Flores also a very good uh, potential one there plus 14 Arthur Smith at plus 14 Kyle Shanahan plus 1600 that is a very good one you got Sean McDermott plus 17 Sean McVay plus 18 those two teams I expect to be in the playoffs this year I think we would agree there you got Ron Rivera plus 2100 Frank Reich that's not looking as good right now plus 18 maybe a weird start to the season for them and then is good old Billy boy at plus twenty two hundred with the rookie quarterback, wouldn't that be something, right? Brady goes yeah. and wins MVP and Bill Belichick wins coach of the year with the rookie quarterback. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but I don't know. For me, I keep looking at Kevin Stefanski at plus twenty four hundred. If they win that division, I don't know how you don't give it to him, because that would be an incredible feat going ahead of the Ravens, going ahead of the Steelers. And I know that's pushing the limit with you talking about the Cleveland Browns, but that's okay. I don't know, man. That he Cleveland Browns a lot team, of credit. That they're deep. That is a deep yeah. team.
1: I just uh, so for that reason, though, I actually don't think he'll run it back. I, don't, I just don't really see him getting it again. I, I think Staley, uh, I hate betting on the favorite uh, t- as a, a piece of advice. Wow, well, plus
0: 13. That's a pretty good exactly. number on the
1: favorite. So, but I'm also that goes in line with my Chargers theory, right? I think they have a chance to be the team that transforms from a, a struggling team that lost, they lost seven games in a row, Joe. Seven of their losses in a row are by one score or less. I think the coaching change away from the conservative Anthony Lynn is going to help them quite a bit. I think it puts Staley in a position where the team, not unlike the Browns, skyrockets up in terms of the number of wins they have year over year. Some of the other guys, Shanahan is interesting, but I believe he's won it before. Uh, How
0: about Mike Vrabel as a bigger long shot we haven't even talked about, too? I keep coming back to the Titans because... I look at the Titans and I understand defensively they've got some warts still, but they did add Bud Dupree, and I, I trust Mike Vrabel as a coach. I think Mike yeah. Vrabel is a very good football man. I think he knows what he's doing. I think last year I you know, like
1: I like him. He coaches aggressively, and I and that was, appreciate that.
0: I I appreciate it too. And I think last year maybe it was a little Cinderella, you know, kind of. Staying too late at the ball because the year before nobody saw him yeah. coming and this year everyone did yeah, but yeah. now i feel like they have confidence in themselves as, as a ball club and i think that is something to to really take into account when you're looking at this award but as mike was saying you're getting great numbers on all these guys so you could even throw a little at a couple guys and maybe make a I'm nice return potentially.
1: Like if, if they're if the bills really do dominate the afc east and rip off 13 wins and they Maybe they get the bye instead of the Chiefs Maybe. Then McDermott's you got a heck of a coach. Then Sean McDermott. McDermott, then Sean McDermott would get it. If they're the one seed in the AFC coming off of a season that was good last year, but then would have a great regular season, they would get it. I couldn't see anybody beating him actually. Belichick, I just don't think anybody's gonna give it to him. Even if even when he deserves it, he doesn't get it.
0: Uh, that that's the that's the funny part. Like if he he's put himself in that discussion, I think, yeah. because of the rookie quarterback again. If Bill yeah. Belichick wins the AFC East with a rookie quarterback and I mean, let's let's say in a crazy universe, right? (laughs) In a crazy universe, maybe he doesn't get the buy but what if they go 12 and four and that wins that, or now I guess 12 and five or something like that, it wins the division, right? Would that be a wild thing? I mean, how do you not at least give it pause and take a look at it and say, wow, look what he's able to do here year over year, take this team that was under 500 and then turn them into a division winner with a rookie QB. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, How are you Shanahan? feeling about
1: Mac now? You're the Patriots uh, fan. How are you about I've been Mac? the
0: guy for for six months. Has been saying that uh, he he was going to be the QB week one, and people yeah. thought I was nuts. Mm-hmm. They don't think I'm crazy anymore. At least not mm-hmm. for that. At least no. not for that. But yeah, uh, yeah that was actually my uh, number one bold prediction on the bold predictions pod we did it. on Fantasy Pros two weeks ago. Mac Jones week one starter. I mean, to me, he just looked better. I mean, it's just it's clear he was more proficient, confident in the offense. It was a no-brainer. There's game.
1: no sense in delaying the inevitable right. when it's that, especially when it's close, that close, close enough, or he sort not even know if it was him. close. That's like, right. I didn't even think
0: it was close, to be honest. Yeah. You're looking yeah. at a guy who's, who can make throws that Cam Newton can't make, number one. And number two, just looked way more efficient with the football. He knew where to go with the football at all times. He was in the progressions. He was into the reads. Cam Newton, by the time he drops back, he looked, again, it's just – you, it's like an extra second or two for him to deliver the football and then he doesn't deliver it properly. It was just so noticeable. And Mac Jones just looked fresh doing it. Why why wouldn't he start? You spent first round draft capital on him. I mean, come on, let's go. I what agree. do you have to lose? The future's now. Speaking of the future, let's look into the future one last time. Let's look okay. at the Super Bowl here. Here nope. you go. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Let's have some fun here. It is September first as us recording this, and uh, there's gonna be a lot of football to play. The Kansas City Chiefs are at the top of the board, plus 500. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 650. I think they should be the number 1, I really do. I just I think they're the best all-around team still with the easiest path back there. You mentioned about the bye week. I think they might be a lock for that. The Buffalo Bills are after them at plus 1200, then the Packers at plus 12, the Ravens at 14. The 49ers at 14, then at 15, you've got the Los Angeles Rams, the Cleveland Browns at plus 16, and then you go into the 20s and the big long shots after that. So who do you want to go with? Do you have a favorite? Do you have a long shot? Do you have a fun one? Where do you want to go with your uh, your chips for Super Bowl winner outright? I wish,
1: I wish I had a long shot, but you start getting down that board, it doesn't look all that great. I, I think... The longest I'm going to be looking at is somebody like the Browns. Uh, the too. Titans are a good team, but are they good enough to really get through the the playoff slog against teams like the Browns and the Bills? I don't really see it. And that's at 25 to 1. Uh, I've been talking about the Chargers. I should probably put my money where my mouth is and at least throw a couple of bucks at 33 to 1. But even I'm not crazy enough to think that they're going to win the whole thing. There's deeper teams than them. Uh, if you ask me to predict it right now, um, I think it's really one of these favorites. And if I, I'll put my money where my mouth is, and I'll say Bucks versus Bills. And I think the Bucks have a really good chance to run it back. It's there's a few older guys on the roster, notably the QB, but it's the first team to return all 22 starters since 1979. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that the the Steelers did not come back and, and repeat that year, but. It was a funky year in 1980. Uh so uh Tampa Bay Bucks, Buffalo Bills. I think those are your two shots. One's at six and a half to one, the other at twelve to one. That's probably where my money would sit right now. And again, the Browns were giving them a shot at sixteen to one.
0: The Rams and Packers, I think, are real contenders in the NFC. I really do, especially with Stafford. I like but the Rams the,
1: too. I think people haven't day, been talking about them enough. Yeah,
0: I I I think Stafford's got a whole new lease on life now. But I love where your head's at. I think the Bucks and Bills is a really good one because you're getting the best of both worlds. You're getting a good favorite at a good number, and then you're getting uh, a double that number for Buffalo. And yeah. Buffalo could get hot. And if they could just find any balance at all in that run game, just enough... Because you gotta run the football a little bit in January in Buffalo, Mike. Like yes. you just gotta do it. It's a necessity. It doesn't have to be great. It's just gotta be something. And it was nothing last year. And it, yeah. it almost cost them that game against Phillip Rivers and the Colts last year, because they could not sit out on the clock. They just couldn't do it. They kept giving the ball back to them and they kept giving them shots. And then it got real dicey real fast towards the end. So To your point
1: about the Rams, I, I think the the only re, and I, I I am with you. I am bullish on the Rams. I think they absolutely have a shot to win that division. And I think people are slightly underselling the change from Goff to Stafford. I think it's that going to huge. open up the playbook yeah. for McVay in a way that he's been waiting to do for the last couple of years. Keep in mind, if John Walford wasn't hurt at the end of the year, he's probably playing in that playoff game mm-hmm. over Jared Goff, just as a strategic, uh, he's our best quarterback on the roster decision. Um Oof. The problem for the Rams, the the only Achilles heel that I see for them is that it's a very top-heavy roster. So you're betting on the team. You're probably always doing this when you're betting on a team to win the Super Bowl. But you're betting for all those high-profile players to be healthy. Stafford, Woods, Cup, Donald, Ramsey, all those guys have to stay healthy because their depth isn't great. No, and their depth at running
0: back isn't great either. I know they added Michelle, but – they did lose Cam makers already, and we'll see what Henderson is up to. That's, that's the problem. You're right. The Rams, it's a war of health. The Packers, it's just can Aaron Rodgers overcome the big spot because he seems to fall short every time? Like, I mean, outside of one time, I hate to break it to you folks, but he does. And Tom Brady doesn't. That's why the twenty fourteen
1: the twenty fourteen NFC Championship game is the one that he's got to be thinking of forever. One hundred percent. The onside kick, everything else. That game was. I think he's got to be
0: thinking about last year. Like, how do you even come off the field in that scenario for a field goal? How do you allow the coach? You're Aaron Rodgers. You're going to the Hall of Fame. This is a coach a couple years into the league. How in the world do you not say no? 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 We are not giving the ball back to Tom Brady. We are going to. Take another shot at this end zone because we're here and we might not see it again. And sure enough,
1: he had cost them the game. He had Tom Brady throw three consecutive interceptions and they capitalized on none of it. It's tough, tough yeah. to live with.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. It's tough to live with it. We'll see what we can live with in twenty twenty one. But I can't live without Mike Bluit. Make sure you I follow play. him on the Twitter machine at Mike blewett and check him out on Pro Football Today on Sports Grid every Sunday right after me, Joey P. <laughs> I'm just the warm up act for it. Everybody knows that. I'm the warm up act for you and Ariel, who joined us a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's a great show. It's you and Ariel and Day Martinez for three hours, setting the slate in terms of uh, wagering for the day in the NFL. And you can check out sportsgrid.com for all the places you can watch it. You can also listen to it on the radio on SiriusXM204. Uh, Mike, it's always a pleasure talking with you, my friend. Have Good a time, great buddy. football season. This is what we live for. And it's finally here, my friend. Can't wait. There you go. All right, so that'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Mike Blewett, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.